minds that plot destruction Sorcerer of death's construction In the fields of bodies burning As the war machine keeps turning Death and hatred to mankind Poisoning Welcome to the Anarchist World This Week, broadcast across Australia on the National Community Radio Satellite. Listen to the Anarchist World This Week, Australia's sacred cow slaughterhouse. Listen to analysis of local, national, international events. Listen to analysis you'll never hear anywhere else. Welcome to the Anarchist World this week, broadcast live from the corner of Burke and Spring Street in Melbourne. That's right. That's a tram you're hearing going around the corner. You can hear buses, you can hear trams. I'm sitting on the steps of the Victorian Parliament House, broadcasting to you live, courtesy of the Community Radio Network, streaming live on 3cr.org.au. This program is podcast. You can access the podcast by going to 3cr.org.au. .org.au. I'm looking at the Hotel Windsor, dreaming of high tea on Sunday afternoon. This is the beginning of the 10-day vigil on the steps of the Victorian Parliament House to make, not promote, but make public housing a major election issue for the election on the 24th of November. Now, I'm afraid if you're listening to this program anywhere else in Australia, I will be concentrating on the uh, 10-day vigil, but uh, we'll see how it goes. Now, if you know what Anarchy is all about, Anarchy Society is a voluntary, non-hierarchical society based on the creation of political and social structures which are based on equal decision-making power that's direct democracy, society where wealth is held in common and used for the common good. Very conservative concepts. People before railway crossings and if you live in Victoria you'll know what that's all about. Now why public housing? Why is this such a significant issue? Why isn't anybody interested? Now when I woke up this morning it was pouring rain and I thought not only is the government against us, that's the state government, the federal government, the federal opposition, the state opposition, the church groups, the community and social housing groups, you know, the uh, the media and I thought even the gods are against us but uh, fortunately the rain has modified to a light drizzle and I can assure you after speaking to the gods that by the afternoon it will be reasonable and within 48 hours it'll be sunny so this is a serious attempt to make public housing an issue why public housing now look I'm gonna look I shouldn't be doing this program today and I'll tell you why because this is simple reformist stuff this isn't revolutionary. This isn't blood in the streets. This isn't even, you know, about anarchism, unless you take anarchism to its logical uh, logical definition. Without rulers, a society without rulers, how do you create that? By, you know, sharing wealth. So an anarchist is somebody, in my opinion, who does what they can to improve people's lives. Now, central to any human being's capacity to live 
a reasonable life is their is the ability to have secure, safe housing. In Australia over the last 40 years, housing has changed from something that you strove to achieve to a commodity, bought and sold in the market. And we've opened up the marketplace to investors. Now, this is the type of stuff you'd listen on the the government guild at ABC and the corporate-owned media. So, going back to basic economics... If you live in a capitalist society, and we do live in a capitalist society, whether we like like it or not, the best way and the only way to ensure that there is real competition in the marketplace is to have a strong public housing sector competing with the private marketplace. Now, those of you who have been ripped off by the banks and have been listening to the Royal Commission, and those of you who are trying to find money to pay your gas and electricity bills know that when state assets are privatised, what happens is that competition disappears, major corporations collude, prices go up, profitability increases. Now, this is the type of stuff you should be hearing on the Government Guild at ABC, not on the Anarchist World this week. So how do you create competition in a capitalist marketplace? You have a strong public sector competing with the private sector whether it's essential services like gas, electricity, road, infrastructure, whether it's housing, whether it's education, whether it's uh, health care. If there's no competition, prices will spiral out of control. And during the last 40 years, during the deregulation, privatisation, globalisation, corporatisation revolution that has swept this world, we have seen the ratio of the amount of assets which sit in people's pockets diametrically turn around. 40 years ago, two-thirds, 66 cents in every dollar, which was created by Labor, went back to Labor. 33% went to the employer. Today, 33% goes in the pockets of wage earners, 66% goes into the pockets of uh, of those that own the means of production, distribution, exchange and communication. It, you know, it's a simple, simple, simple analogy. So what, what am I doing here today? I've got a tram here turning right. I've got people crossing the pedestrian crossing. You can actually hear the pedestrian crossing. I'm looking up at the tall buildings. Uh, I've got Mr Michael Smith who's doing all the technological wonders for community radio 3cr which is responsible for this outside broadcast you know twiddling the dials i've got uh, pat and richard hanging around wondering what this is all about and i'm looking at the buildings and i'm looking at the trees looking at the road and i'm thinking what am i going to do why am i here for the next 10 days and more importantly why should you come here in the next 10 days why should you join this struggle And I'll tell you why. I've been an activist since 1968. That's 50 years. I'm now almost 67. I'll be 67 in a few days. But I've never been involved in such a difficult campaign. It's been almost impossible to gain traction as far as public housing is concerned. Because people think that public housing is something for homeless people. They think public housing is something for people in crisis. And currently in Victoria, 
We have people sleeping out in the streets every night. We have over 90,000 people on the public housing list. We have the ratio of people who are renting to buying has, has graced, greatly increased. We have young people who are earning decent money and got secure jobs, not been able to enter the public housing market. And we have investors who are making hay because of government policy, both at the state and federal level, which rewards people by giving them a tax deduction if they've got more than one home which they rent out, but refuses to assist people in any meaningful way in terms of gain a foothold in the housing market. So this 10-day vigil is essentially about putting public housing first and foremost in people's mind during the election campaign. Today is the 14th of November. The election in Victoria will be held on the 24th of November. It's all about law and order and infrastructure. You know, it's all about people before railways. It's, you know, railway crossings. That's what it's been about. Public housing has been shunted aside. Neither of the major parties, except for the Greens, have a significant public housing policy. Neither, none of them. None of the major parties. Even in the electorate of Albert Park, which the housing minister, Victorian housing minister, Mr Martin Foley, is running in, I mean, he doesn't have a policy on public housing. His policy over the last four years has been the privatisation by stealth of public housing. It's about closing down public housing. It's about transferring titles to the community and uh, social housing sector. And when you look at the sector, you think, oh, isn't this nice? But when you think about it, these are private organisations. And what do private organisations do? What do private organisations do? They cherry-pick in order to maximise profits. They decide who the tenant will be. They decide who fits the parameters. They decide the rent. Public housing, it's 25% rent. Security. Security is the key. Home security is the key. I'm not talking about security in terms of security on the streets, but the fact that you know that you will be able to raise your kids in the same place, they can go to the same sporting clubs, the same schools. Why should they be disadvantaged? Because you are forced to rent and you're forced to move every two or three years or every year You know when the rent goes up or the uh, owner decides to sell the property. So public housing is everybody's business. And I'll repeat that again. Here we've got a bus just going past, but I'll repeat it again. Public housing is everybody's business, okay? Why is it everybody's business? It's the investor's business. It's the renter's business. It's the people who are paying mortgages business. It's homeowners' business. It's the government's business. It's charity's business. It is the, it is the opposition's business. It is the church's business. It is the union business. It is everybody's business. Because it's very simple. If you have a strong public housing sector, you have what's called a mixed economy, where the public sector competes directly with the private sector. That puts downward pressure on rents. That's right. Why would people bother renting, renting when they can get into public housing? Because public housing should not just be for people in desperate circumstances. It should not just be for people who are homeless. Public housing came out of a struggle by returned servicemen and women after the Second World War who had made the ultimate sacrifice, who demanded 
that they be housed and their families be housed and the families of the widows in this country be housed courtesy of the government of the day. Now look at that, a W-class tram in Melbourne. Now if you're listening to this anywhere else in, in, in Australia, I'm sure you'd be salivating at the prospect of seeing a W-class tram. That's just gone past. So don't worry about the extraneous noises. There's trucks, there's trams, there's buses, there's pedestrians, there's pedestrian crossings, there's the drizzle, there's the clop-clop of people's feet as they cross across the road. There's even a dog across the road. And I keep looking at the Windsor thinking, Sunday afternoon, high tea, no showering for five days. So we're going to be here, and you're going to be here, from the 14th to the 24th of November. Because if there's a few dozen of us, everybody will laugh and say, look at these losers sitting in the rain, you know, uh, trying to, you know, uh, increase awareness about public housing. If there's a hundred of us here, it'll start to be an issue. If there's a thousand of us here... And the, on the steps of the Victorian Parliament House on the corner of Spring and Burke Street, it becomes an issue, it becomes their problem. Public housing is then brought to the attention of the public as a significant public issue. Now, people say, well, Joe, all you do is bloody talk all the time. You've got no idea about costs. Well, look, sometimes there's another W-class tram going past. I mean, you know, they... They made a mistake in the 60s, I reckon, when they didn't get rid of the trans, but that's my opinion. But uh, we've got the biggest trans network in the world, they tell me. But going back to what I was saying about public housing. Now, public housing, I said, should not be for the people in desperate situations. Today, there's over 90,000 people on the public waiting list in Victoria. There are hundreds of people sleeping rough, thousands couch surfing across the state. There are many people in our society, young families, old families, pensioners, old age people, who will never have the security of knowing that they are going to be able to stay in the same place year after year for a fixed rent of 25% of their income. And it's, and it's a tragedy that the Labor government in Victoria has been pursuing this discredited policy of transferring titles, of providing guarantees, of supporting the public and supporting the community and social housing sector at the expense of public housing. Now, people think we've been fighting a losing battle. Well, we haven't been fighting a losing battle. We are beginning to make traction. The Victorian Greens have promised to increase public housing and they're standing candidates in many lower house seats and they have the real possibility of actually having the balance of power after the state election. If they have the balance of power, we will ensure they keep their promise of supporting and expanding public housing. The Victorian Socialists also have a policy of uh, expanding and supporting public housing. But the Australian Labor Party with its back to the wall, worried about its inner city seats, has now made an announcement. For the first time in four years, I have heard the Premier and, more importantly, the Housing Minister, Mr Martin Foley, use the P word. That's right, the P word. Public housing. In the last-ditch attempt to throw a piece of meat to the rabid dogs that are speaking to you, they've decided they're going to actually create 1,000 public housing units over the next four years. You heard me right. Unbelievable. Now, costing. 
we know. We know how to look after. We know how to look after the people of Victoria. And as I said, this is not about revolution. It's not about blood in the streets. It's not about, you know, uh, violence. This is a peaceful vigil. It's not even a protest. It's a vigil. It's to highlight. We'll be holding this banner up for the next 10 days, 24 hours a day, and people will be sleeping on the steps... And we'll be sleeping on the footpath and we'll be here for the next 10 days promoting the idea of making public housing a significant election issue. And I'll tell you why. Our slogan is very simple. Now, I don't know if you know this, but last year the Victorian state government raised over $6 billion through stamp duty. Now, I'm sure most of our listeners aren't homeowners, but if you've had the luck of being a homeowner or if you've got a luck of having a mortgage with a nice bank, they're hard to find, they tell me, well, you would know, you would know that $6 billion is a lot of money. And $6 billion is actually made from putting a tax on people who buy a home. Okay? That's what stamp duty is. You go out, you buy a little house, you mortgage your life. Oh, we've got an impatient driver there. Oh, isn't life... Oh, well, we're going to have a bit of a punch-up, are we? No, they've moved on. How boring. All right. Stamp duty is a tax which is levied by the state government on people who buy a house. And it can range anywhere from $20,000 to $150,000, $200,000. That's a fair whack. You, you know, you buy a house, you say... Wow! And then you say, what about the stamp duty? Well, the Victorian state government raised $6 billion last year. Now, wouldn't it make sense? Now we've got the CFMEU on their construction site here at the, at the Victorian Parliament House. You can hear the saws in the background because, believe it or not, not because of our protest, but they're now renovating... Victorian Parliament, the stairs of the Victorian Parliament House, they're renovating them. Hundreds of millions of dollars renovating them. Who knows for what reason, maybe to make it look nice. But going back to our $6 billion analogy, right? $6 billion. Now you would think, if somebody had any brains, that you would quarantine that $6 billion for public housing. Wouldn't you? If you raise a tax... On people buying homes, why shouldn't you quarantine, the government quarantine, that money for public housing? We do have a housing crisis. We're told that every day. But it's not an election issue during this Victorian state election. It is not an election issue. We're told every day that we have a housing crisis. We're told every day there's only two or three homes in the whole of Victoria which are suitable for people on a new start allowance. We've got enough money, you know, most people are sharing homes. We're told every day that rents are increasing. We're told every day that it's almost impossible for young people to get a foothold into the housing market. We're, we see it every day if you come into the city or in many of the major suburbs. Homeless people in Victoria, Melbourne, the second most livable city, sleeping rough on the footpaths. You see it every day. You see every day banks foreclosing mortgages and evicting people. You see people paying 40 to 50% of their income on a mortgage or rent. You see that every day. So why shouldn't public housing be 
a significant state election issue. Why have the Victorian opposition, you know, uh, led by Lobster Man, Mr Guy, and Mr Do It, Mr Andrews, you know, the leader of the Premier of Victoria, why wouldn't they have the guts to say we have a housing crisis? And we're not going to solve that housing crisis by privatising what's left of the public housing sector. We're not going to solve that housing crisis by giving away public land to private companies and asking them to redevelop that land and saying, if you provide 10% of the units for public housing and the titles which will be transferred to community and so the social housing sector, we're all very happy about that. Well, governments have responsibilities. I mean... What was government originally created for? Government was originally created to protect the interests of those who have power and wealth. It was the central function of government. And it maintained that power by exerting a monopoly on the use of force and violence. Now, during the 19th century and the first half of the 20th century, millions not tens of thousands, millions of people fought and struggled to force governments to take on the responsibility of looking after the people they governed. And we saw, after the Second World War, the introduction of policies which ensured that essential services were owned by the public, which ensured, in Victoria especially, that public housing was housing which was available to anybody who could not afford to enter the private uh, market. That's what governments have been forced to do. But over the last 40 years, there's a tram going around the corner. I'm looking at the Hotel Windsor. The drizzle stopped. Michael Smith fiddling with the computer here. Hopefully you can hear us around Australia. This is the Anarchist World This Week, broadcast via the Community Radio Network around Australia on, th uh, on 3CR, streaming live on 3cr.org.au. The program is podcast. Now, look, I'm not going to give you any addresses. You can go to the Facebook page, Public Housing Everybody's Business. More importantly, if during the 14th to the 24th of November, you've got nothing to do, you're bored, you're listless, you're sick of... Uh, your little, you know, your little forays into the YouTube. Well, then come along here. Come and join us. Feed us. Now, look at that. Another, almost another accident. How impatient people are here. If only they were sitting on the steps of the Victorian Parliament House enjoying themselves. So, come and join us. Make public housing a significant issue. Take the time off. Come and see us. Come and join us. Bring us some food. Bring your sleeping bag. Sleep on the footpath. Sleep on the steps. It's our very numbers which will make the difference. As I said before, if there's a few dozen hard nuts, nothing's going to change. And if you can't, if you can't, you know, sleep on the day, don't worry. Come in for an hour. Say hello. You know, pat us on the back. Kick us on the bum. It doesn't really matter. At least, you know, highlight that we're alive and we're trying. People say, what do you hope to achieve? I don't know. I don't know what I hope to achieve, but I do know that if either of the major political parties wins the next state election, that public housing in Victoria as a concept will be finished. That the only way public housing 
will survive is if the Greens, the Victorian Greens, hold the balance of power in the Legislative Assembly. I know that. So whether we will succeed or not, who knows? Whether we'll, have it, whether we'll be able to make any traction or not, who knows? None of us will know what's actually happening on the day. That's the issue. Public housing is the main issue. As I said, from the, 20, from the 14th, from the 14th to the 24th of November, come and join us here on the steps of the Victorian Parliament House, corner of Burke and Spring Street. That's right, Burke and Spring Street. And as I said, we need more than the hardcore. We need this to go off, as they say. So if you've got a, a YouTube channel, if you've got a website, if you've got a Twitter account, let people know about what we're doing. Go to Public Housing Everybody's Business Facebook page. Find out what we're doing. Come and join us. Come and join us for the 10 days. Now, let's get him back to the $6 billion, OK? All right, $6 billion in stamp duty. Quarantine for public housing. What will that mean? Well, you could eradicate homelessness in one month. You could house everybody on the public housing list in one year. And... You can house one million Victorians in secure public housing by 2029. Think about that. And you don't have to build mega apartments. You can do this by spot purchasing. The policy of the Ministry of Housing and successive governments in the 1980s and 1990s in Victoria where they purchased houses around the state, regional Victoria, country Victoria, metropolitan Victoria, outer suburbs, inner suburbs, and placed people in those homes. So what is stopping? What is stopping us as a society and as a community? What is stopping us from allocating quarantining the $6 billion in stamp duty for public housing. What is stopping us from introducing a mixed housing economy? A strong public housing sector helps to reduce rents. As rents are reduced, investors will flee from the market. As investors flee from the market, housing prices at the lower end will drop. That means, as housing prices at the lower end of the market drops, what that means is that young people will be actually able to afford a mortgage. They'll be able to go to a bank and ask for a mortgage. It will mean increased community security. So even those investors who are all concerned about law and order will find that a strong public housing sector improves community security. Not only just individual security, but community security. It is a cohesive way of actually ensuring that everybody in this state and in this country participates and, more importantly, enjoys the Commonwealth. That's right, the Commonwealth of Australia. So what is stopping this? This is a very simple policy. Quarantine, stamp duty revenue across the country for public housing. You can house over 
over 4 million Australians in public housing by 2029. There will no longer be a housing crisis. So what is stopping that? What is the government of Victoria and the opposition spending all this $6 billion on? Well, they want to remove railway crossings. Do you like that? They remove railway crossings. Now, I drive around the city all day, so I know how inconvenient it is. But it's more inconvenient to step over a homeless person, you know. It's more inconvenient to destroy some person's life by not actually giving them, you know, uh, some type of suitable, secure housing. That's more inconvenient than, you know, than... uh, you know, waiting a few extra minutes at a railway crossing. And what else are they doing? They're building tunnels and they're going to build railway networks. Infrastructure before people. That is their policy. And if you're bereft of any ideas, if you're bereft of any ideas, like Matthew Guy is, the leader of the Liberal Party, what you do is you bang on about the law and order crisis, a manufactured law and order crisis. Victoria has never been safer than it is in 2018. We'll be sleeping here on the steps of the Victorian Parliament House, under CCTV, you know, protected by the Finn Blue Line. Now, it's the thick blue line these days, I should say. It's no longer Finn, it's very thick. I'm not talking about intellectually, I'm just talking about the numbers, OK? I, I like the men and women in the uh, police force, always love them, always polite and pleasant, especially in Victoria. All right, so the $6 billion. Now, what's stopping us? Do we need... Do I need to race out and throw myself under that tram that's turning right into Burke Street? No, no. So I'd just be picked up and chucked into a coffin and cremated. Do we need to, you know, shout slogans? No. All we need is a vote in the Legislative Assembly and the Legislative Council to turn over that... $6 billion for public housing. There are 88 members of the Legislative Assembly in Victoria. There are 40 members of the Legislative Council. Those of you who are on the electoral roll, and many Victorians are, but those of you who are on the electoral roll, you'll be voting for those people in the next... Voting started two days ago. You are voting for them now. You are voting for them now. Now, 45 people in the Legislative Assembly... That's representatives. And 20 represent, 21 representatives in the Legislating Council had the courage to put that legislation before Parliament and pass that legislation. You would have one million Victorians in public housing by 2029. You would have four million Australians in public housing by 2029. 29. You would have no homeless people in this state and anywhere else in Australia. You would have decreased rents for people who are trying to struggle on social security benefits. Now, when you think of a federal government which attempted to take away money, a miserable $300,000, from an organisation that feeds 700 thousand Australians, men, women and children. I mean, these are the hidden costs of a society which doesn't have a mixed economy. These are the hidden costs. And for all those small business people out there who keep saying, well, you know, I'm going to vote Liberal, I'm always going to vote Liberal because it's good for the economy. I'll tell you what's good for the economy. A strong public 
housing sector is good for the economy. Well, I can't believe this. I just saw a satire walk past here. Unbelievable. He was, on the, he was painted on a truck. You can re relax, Michael. OK, I haven't lost me marbles. There's a few more people have turned up. I can see Denise has turned up and a few more people have turned up. There's a few people beeping, but they're not beeping at me. They're beeping at the car that's stuck in the traffic. It's always good to beep. There's a few homeless people turning up, you know, pushing their trolleys around, trying to find a, a dry place. I mean, this is in the city of Melbourne. So, it's up to you. You can gripe and complain and carry on and throw rocks at the TV. You can lose yourself in an orgy of pornography on the net. You can game till the day your fingers drop off. You can read all the books you like. But ultimately, it's people like you and me that make the difference. We make the difference because we set the political, social and cultural agenda and we set that agenda by stepping out of the box. We set that agenda by refusing to work up the right channels. We have worked up the right channels for public housing now for four years and all that's happened is that the privatisation of public housing has accelerated. People have gone to all the politicians, they've gone to the business sector, and what happens is that the public housing sector continues to shrink and the waiting list continues to increase ad nauseum, day after day, week after week, month after month. So if you have an interest in your grandchildren's future or your children's future or your great-grandchildren's future or your own future and you know you'll never get into the housing market and you'll know that you'll be spending 30 to 40 percent of your income for the rest of uh, your life for a dodgy roof over your head well then this is the vigil for you it's not a protest it's a vigil we are showing by the fact that we are here that we will change not just the course of this election but we will change the course of history you don't change the course of history by twittering although mr groper president groper thinks he can you don't change the course of history by uh, overdosing on youtube you don't change the course of history by putting your ballot in a ballot box every three to four years you change the course of history by standing up. And you can make public housing a significant issue by joining us. That's right. You can join us. You can join us. That's right. Every, every day, 24 hours a day, we need people to hold up the banner. We need people to keep an eye out on us. We need people to entertain us. We need people to bring chess sets. We need people to bring food. But more importantly, we need you. We need your energy. We need your help. Because I can assure you, I'll give you a 100% guarantee, if either of the major political parties wins government in Victoria in their own right, public housing, like public banks, like public public essential service electricity gas like uh will like public telecommunications will disappear 
I mean, the Labor government has sold the port in Melbourne, sold the title office, and it'd sell you if it could get a, a good price for you. Although I understand there's a reasonable price for kidneys these days. Maybe that's what they'll do next, is ask us to donate a kidney to the help the Treasury. But look, I'm going to waffle on, and I'm going to waffle on because this is a significant issue. This is a significant issue. Public housing is significant. We'll do our best. Now, another thing I'm doing, and I can hear you groan now, is I'm actually standing in the seat of Albert Park. Now, that is the seat of the housing minister, Mr Martin Foley. He is personally responsible for policies which have promoted social and community housing before public housing. He is personally responsible for policies, personally responsible for policies which have seen, which have seen public housing disappear, which have seen public housing privatised, which have seen the estates closed down. And he needs to pay a significant political price for those decisions. His seat needs to be, become so marginal that he, when if he's re-elected by some miracle, re-elected as the, you know, as the Minister for Housing, that he will stop privatising public housing. And maybe he will take on, he will take on the mantle of being the saviour of public housing by quarantining that $6 billion in stamp duty. That's it. You can hear people. We've got, a, we've got no choppers over Melbourne. That's next. And we've got, we've got the, uh, the workers here grinding the sandstone. We've got the uh, cars whizzing around. Now, all we haven't got is you. Now, the rally to launch this 10-day vigil starts at midday today. That's right, midday today. And hopefully you can get here. If you can't get here at midday, get here tonight. If you can't get here tonight, get here at 2 a.m. If you can't get here at 2 a.m., get here tomorrow morning. Bring us some coffee. That's what we're doing. That's why we're here. We're here to promote the concept of public housing because public housing is everybody's business. You're listening to the Anarchist World this week, broadcast across Australia via the Community Radio Network. My name's Joseph Toscano. This program is streaming live on 3cr.org.au. This program has been broadcast live at 10.42 from the steps of the Victorian Parliament House. You can hear people, you can hear talking, you can hear a workman behind us grinding down the sandstone at Parliament House, a few hundred million dollars. Renovations, always good to see renovations. While 50 metres down the street in Burke Street, there are people sleeping rough on the footpath overnight on a cold, rainy day. Always good to see their priorities arrive. Good to see the Protective Services Officer ensuring that scum like you and me don't get past the steps. So, come and join us. Be scum. But be upper-class scum. And you can't do it because you're working. You've got Saturday and Sunday. And if you do shift work, you've got another time because we are going to be here for 10 days. Now, if by some chance you are interested in helping me with this election campaign, and I won't be doing it because I'll be here on the steps of the Victorian Parliament House. This is, a, you know, as a candidate. There are seven candidates in the seat of Albert Park. I'm the only independent. I'm the only radical independent. I'm the only independent who's promoting public housing. Even the Greens candidate is a member of a uh, some type of... Uh, um, social housing network, you know, a, a board member. So I'm the one who promotes public housing. Mr Foley loves me so much, the housing minister. He's put me six 
on his preference list. That's that's because he loves me. Because he doesn't like to be told that he has betrayed his Labor principles. He doesn't like to be told that the Labor Party has forgotten the people that have supported them for generations. He doesn't like to be told that his policies, all they are doing is destroying an important social institution, public housing. He doesn't want to be told this. So if you can help me in this campaign, I need people in Clarendon Street in South Melbourne to hand out information about public housing. I need them at the pre-polling centre over the next 10 days. So come up here to the steps of the Victorian Parliament House. I've got the literature. You've got the legs. Go down there, you know, fight with the Greens and Sustainables and you name it, the Victorian Labor Party, put forward some real policies. So come along, grab some of the uh, leaflets, help me out. Now, also, let's not forget that the election's on the 24th of November and we'll be holding a campaign. We have 13... We have 13 uh, booths we need to cover in Albert Park Lake. So if you can, uh, Albert Park uh, electorate, so if you can help me there, come along to the steps of the Victorian Parliament House and we'll pencil you in. Because ultimately, whether public housing survives or not is totally dependent on the fear which is generated in the political classes about the public reaction to the privatisation of public housing. That's what it's about. That's what it's about. So, as I said before, we've got a rally to the left of us. We've got the city in front of us. We've got trams. We've got trains. We've got pedestrian crossings. Michael Smith's pulling his hair out. He's doing all the work here. This program is being broadcast live, courtesy of 3CR. Uh, It's streaming live on 3cr.org.au. The program is podcast. You can access the podcast by going to 3cr.org.au. Ultimately, at the end of the day, if you don't get involved, don't blame us. Don't blame us if public housing disappears as a concept in this state of Victoria. And we've got policies, and they're costed. A little bit better than the Labor and Liberal and the Greens, our policies are costed. It's very simple. We know that $6 billion was raised amp duty last year. Stamp duty is a tax which is levied on houses. We know that. $6 billion. We know that if you quarantine that $6 billion for public housing, that you can eradicate homelessness in Victoria in one month through a spot purchasing program. We know that if you allocate that $6 billion to public housing, there'll be no waiting list within a year. We know that as the public housing sector expands and houses up to 25% of Victorians, we know that investors will leave the marketplace. We know that investors will leave the marketplace. We know that rents will drop, especially at the lower end of the market. We know those 33% of Australians who are on social security benefits, you know, support, social security support, will be able to afford rents. We know that if you allocate that $6 billion to public housing in Victoria, we know that housing prices will drop at the lower end of the market as uh, investors desert housing as an investment possibility. We know 
that more people will be able to buy their own homes. We know that community security will increase. We know that. If we allocate that, we know that. You don't need to be a Rhodes Scholar. You don't need a doctorate in philosophy or accountancy. All you need to do is look at the facts and the figures. We know these things. And we know them. Every day we know these. And the issue is, how do we make this an issue? How do we make public housing an issue? And we make that by using our bodies. That's how we make it an issue. We make it an issue by standing and sitting and lying here for the next 10 days. Here I am at the corner of Spring and Burke Street. This is a live broadcast across Australia via the Community Radio Network. This is a special broadcast uh, on site at the vigil. We will once again be broadcasting from the vigil site next Wednesday at 10am, which is the 21st, and tomorrow, which is the 15th, we will also be holding a Talk Back With Attitude broadcast, courtesy of Community Radio 3CR, from these steps, where if you come here, we can interview you about the reason why you're here. You can SMS us on the day. We're supporting the action. But ultimately, whether the action succeeds or not doesn't depend on us. We've done the organising. We've done the publicity. We've done what we can. We've got the material. I'm standing as a candidate in Albert Park. You know, Community Radio 3CR is supporting this uh, this initiative, this 10-day vigil. We've done what we can. The issue is now in your hands. You can think about it. You can gripe. You can be sad. Or you can get involved. Lots of public transport, as you heard. Trams and buses all day. Corner of Spring... And Burke Street, and if you're a bit of a cafe latte set, there's lots of little cafes around here. There's the Imperial Hotel, the Windsor for uh, high tea. There's all these wonderful buildings. There's plane trees to give you asthma. So it's all here. And you don't have to ring up your mother and ask her, or your daddy, and you don't have to get permission, and you don't have to pay anything. You just turn up, join us. It's very simple. Have a rest. This is my holiday. I haven't had a holiday for ages, this is my 10-day holiday. I'm going to sit here on the steps of the Victorian Parliament House, apart from toilet breaks and, you know, when I try to, you know, wash my hair somewhere. You know, but you can do the same thing. Can you imagine in 10 years' time, when we've got a huge, strong public housing sector because of this campaign, could you imagine how you can be sit there with your legs crossed, telling everybody, regale them with your great participation in this 10-day vigil, how you made public housing a significant election issue in Victoria. I mean, or are you going to stand there and say, well, I watched it. I heard about it, but I was too busy watching TV. I had to watch the cricket on Foxtel. You know, I had to watch the cricket on Foxtel. Or the soccer. There's no Aussie rules, I think. But it goes on and on. So, as I again, look... We can initiate action, but we can't finalise it. The trouble with a lot of activists and a lot of activity these days is a lack of creativity. This is a creative protest. It is a 10-day protest. It's a 10-day vigil. 
It's 24 hours a day. It will be launched officially at midday today, the 14th of November. I'm broadcasting live from the steps of the Victorian Parliament House. You're hearing the trams, you're hearing the buses, you're hearing the pedestrian crossing, you're hearing the bubble and hubble of people, you know, as they, you know, get involved in their own activities. But ultimately, whether Mr Martin Foy, the housing minister, whether Mr Matthew Guy, the opposition leader, whether Mr Daniel Andrews, the leader of the government currently in Victoria, you know, give public housing any support depends on you because all the usual suspects are not here. The community and social housing sector, well, they're waiting for this beautiful titles to land in their laps. And when it lands in their laps, they can use these titles to raise money to build more houses for their little empires. That's right. The government has given them a $2 billion guarantee. $2 billion guarantee while promising to build a 1,000 public housing units after pressure. The government has closed down 15% of public housing units in the last four years. That's the Victorian Labor government. Labor in name only, the alternative Liberal Party. And as I said before, this is a crucial election as far as housing is concerned because a strong public housing sector in a mixed economy has positive results. And all those small business people out there who are wondering, how does it help me? Well, if people in Victoria are spending 30 to 40% of the disposable income paying rents or mortgages, if rents are fixed for people who enter public housing at 25% of income, think of that, all that other disposable income that's freed up in the community. The pubs will be fuller. The cafes will be full. People who've never been able to enjoy the delights of being a citizen in this country will have a bit of money in their pockets. Maybe they'll be able to send their kids on a school camp for once in their life. Maybe they can buy them some new clothes. Maybe they can take them out somewhere, you know? Most things cost money. So think of all that money which is freed up, which goes back into the economy. As I said before, a strong public housing sector, a strong public housing sector which is created by quarantining, quarantining, stamp duty to be used for public housing has huge effects on society. Public housing is everybody's business. It has a huge effect on society. It decreases rents, decreases entry-level housing prices, increases community security, increases personal safety, increases the amount of disposable income in the community, increases social cohesion, decreases violence. I mean, it's a win-win-win-win-win situation, as they say in the modern parlance. But is anybody interested? No. They want to build more tunnels. They want to build more uh, more toll roads, which are paid for by the government. They want to do this and they want to do that. You know, they want to create a homeless industry. But when it comes to doing real things for real people in real time, it doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen. So join us. 10-day vigil, commencing at midday today. Commencing at midday today. This program is streaming live from freecr.org.au, courtesy of the Community Radio Network. So join us midday today to midnight the 24th of November. And as I said before, if you want public housing to exist, 
you need to bring your body here. There are people already arrived an hour before the official start of this. So you need to bring your body here. You need to bring your friends. You need to bring your enemies. A strong public housing sector is good for everybody. Public housing, everybody's business. Come and join us. Come and join us today. Come and join us on the 15th and the 16th and the 17th and the 18th and the 19th and the 20th and the 21st and the 22nd and the 23rd and the 24th. Come and join us. Make public housing a significant issue. This program has been broadcast across Australia via the Community Radio Network, has been broadcast live from the steps of the Victorian Parliament House at the corner of Burke and Spring Street. The program will be rebroadcast live from the steps of uh, Burke and Spring Street next week at 10am on the 21st of November. Talk Back with Attitude, Community Radio 3CR will be broadcast live here from 10am, so turn up or send an SMS. But more importantly, forget about the digital crap. Come along. We need your body. We need your food. We need your entertainment. It's going to be a long 10 days. It's going to be difficult. It's going to be wet. But we will create that new world in our hearts by being here on the steps of the Victorian Parliament House. I'd like to thank a number of people. I'd like to thank Mr Michael Smith from Community Radio 3CR for organising this outside broadcast in the drizzle. I'd like to thank all the listeners for putting up with the W-Class trams and the honking and the pedestrian crossings and the hubble and the bubble. I'd like to thank all those people who are going to come and join us in the next uh, 10 days, especially those who are going to feed us. I'd like to thank uh, uh, Community Radio 3CR for having the audacity to do an outside broadcast. This is the first outside broadcast that the anarchist world this week has done in 41 years. That's right, 41 years, our first outside broadcast. Could be the beginning of many. Thank you once again for listening to the anarchist world this week, courtesy of the Community Radio Network. You can join public interest before corporate interest. Download the application form from info at pibci.net. You can go to our face, my personal Facebook page, Toscana for the Public. Find out about the Albert Park campaign. Join the Albert Park campaign. Come on the steps of the of Victorian Parliament House. Go down to Clarendon Street. Get involved in the pre-polling activity. Bring your swag. Bring your humour. Bring your resilience. Yes, I want to... Evil minds that plot destruction. Sorcerer of death's construction. An analysis you'll never hear anywhere else. Anarchist World This Week. Australia's sacred cow slaughterhouse. 10am every Wednesday. Listen to the Anarchist World This Week for an up-to-date analysis of local, national and international events. Brainwash minds. Oh, larger!